Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of If We Can Just Say. As always, I am your host, Jessica Carter-Ogle, and with me, as always, is my husband, Stephen Ogle. Hey, everybody. How are we doing? Yeah. Good. How are you? (laughs) I'm great. I don't know why I I always ask everyone how they're doing. They can't answer, but they can't answer on our posts or our social media. Yeah. And I and I assume they answer while they're listening. Yeah. I assume like somebody like Kelly would be like, "Good. How are you?" Yeah. (laughs) You know, like those, like the way people used to leave voicemails back in the day, where they'd be like, "Hey, how's it going? I'm sorry, I'm not here," and you're just like, "Exactly." They got me again. And now, like today's youths are like. What exactly is a voicemail? Yeah. Nobody knows what that is. Yeah, I was one of those people that had one of those voicemails. Oh, there's a real surprise. (laughs) Nerd alert, nerd alert. Anyway, as Stephen mentioned, responding and giving feedback on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Yeah. So please reach out. Uh, Let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, give us a review if you don't mind. Uh, So hit that uh, like and subscribe button if you're uh, on your your podcasting platform, your application, whatever you use. Hit that subscribe button. That helps us with the... Our analytics for knowing we, where we did get some funny feedback last week Ooh, um, from my cousin who said that she thought on the last week's episode that we were going to be announcing that we were swingers. <laughs> and I literally had no idea what she was talking about. And then she's like in the intro in the first part. So I listened to our intro where we just intro ourselves. And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, the monogamy. And I was like, oh, yes, I went on a soapbox about monogamy. She's like, yeah, you were like, <laughs> I painted my door blue and monogamy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was cracking up. She's like, I just assumed you were going to as- announce you were swingers. And I think she was a little nervous because we're going to visit her and her husband next week. So she's probably like, what kind of trip is this going to be with these two now? <laughs> wow. Uh, we're not swingers. No. Just no. for the record, if anybody. No. Like, no, fi- no offense to anybody. exhausting. No offense to anybody that is swingers. If you have the energy oh. to do that, go for it. I yeah. mean, cool cool for you be safe uh you know live live your life but i don't have the energy for that yeah i don't i don't want to i let's be clear so there's no more comments from kelly it's not just that we don't have the energy for swinging we don't want to either we're perfectly happy with each other oh my god yes okay so funny this is what makes this fun for me like these type of things come up and it's like well we gotta address it this will be funny yeah he's because kelly's like i didn't know where that was going and i was like neither did steven (laughs) (laughs) No idea. I'm just looking at her the whole time going, what are you doing? This was not on, this is not on my agenda to talk about. But that's the fun part. You just kind of, you know, go with it. You never know what's coming. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One other thing from last week, I apologize. We forgot to wish last Sunday when we recorded our friend Chuck in California a happy birthday. Yep. In, in In amongst your monogamy talk, you forgot to wish happy birthday. Yes. So happy birthday to Chuck. Yeah. You know, entering a new decade. We won't say which one, <laughs> but you guys can guess. <laughs> so happy birthday to him. He's um, turning 21. Yeah. Well, that's not the start of a decade. That's like you're already in it. Please, please. It's just, a, it's he's a start about of to take a sip of water. Please do that so I can finish it's what a, I'm doing. It's the start of drinking. That's a decade in yeah. itself. Also, a happy birthday to our good friend Kim, who had a birthday last Wednesday. Yeah. And then also to George. My uncle's partner. Yeah. Happy birthday to George, Uncle George. (laughs) Yeah. Happy birthday to everybody that had a birthday. And if you had a birthday in October, let us know. We'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Or maybe in November. October is kind of done already for us. Yeah. Yeah. But if you've got one in November, we're happy to give you a birthday shout out. Yeah. Please let us know. Cool. Yes. Very cool. So uh, when we left off on our last podcast, we were going to do something big. Big bomb bomb. I need like a. I need like what are they called? Drops. Yeah. I need yeah. because I gotta work on that. Yeah. Because I'd be really good on. at dropping drops. <laughs> so, hook me up. Hook a sister up. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Dropping drops. That's yeah. That's anyway, a, that's what, what did we do it. last Sunday? That was I was out till midnight on a Sunday. We went and saw Clerks Three, ladies and gentlemen. We sure did. Yeah, man, what a time. 
what a and great, I will say, great end. What a great, uh, it's not the end of the VSQ universe, because, spoiler alert, Kevin Smith said in his Q&A afterward that he's got several more movies lined up. I believe five he mentioned. Yeah, which some of them are related to the Tusk series, and some of them are related to VSQ, but there's definitely another Jay and Silent Bob that's going to come down the pipe, which is fantastic. But this might be the final Clerks movie. This is the final Clerks movie. Yeah, I don't think so he's doing another Clerks. did we talk about that when we were going to see it, it was a Q&A? So it was called the yes. Hashtag... Um, convenience tour. Yes. And so Kevin Smith introed the movie. We watched the movie at a theater downtown, the Fillmore. Yep. And then he did a Q&A after, which is basically like with Kevin Smith, it's like lots of A and like a smidgen of Q. Yes. But I will say, I know Steven's <laughs> going to talk more about the movie. Um, No spoilers or anything, but I will say it was surprisingly, you could have knocked me over with a feather, surprisingly wonderful. Like, the movie was wonderful. I am not even going to lie. I cried, like, four times. It was great. It was heartwarming. It's like when I talk about Kevin Smith and I say he makes me mad because he can deliver great dialogue and storytelling, like, in Chasing Amy, and then he gives me something stupid, like Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and I'm, like, frustrated with him. But this movie was great. Clerks 1 was, like, okay. For what it was, it was good. Clerks 2, I thought, was just horrific. Yeah. And this movie was just... I, I was sitting there going, I cannot believe how much I'm enjoying this movie because I did not want to go. You know, it's funny in this Q&A, he said Clerks 1, you know, was a, a, a kid out of film school making, a, making his first film on credit cards, you know, just doing what he can to do to be artistic. Um, and uh, he said the second film was Clerks on a $5 million budget. <laughs> And he's like, that's what that's what Clerks would have been if I had the budget. I'm glad. And, and he's didn't. like, and then Clerks 3, Clerks 3 is where this, you know, where the first movie left off. It's where it picks up. It's with the real story of, of what the first movie was trying to do. And I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything about the story because he's still touring the movie. If it's coming to your area, it is worth paying the tickets to go see, and to see the Q and a afterward. It's fantastic. You there, keep talking about the story. I don't mean to interrupt you. I'll let you go. But like, for me, it had a story. And I think most, a lot of his movies are just nonsense, but this had like an actual storyline that was fantastic. I, it is definitely his best film next to Chase Chase and Amy. Amy. Chase and Amy, I still think is, is his. That was my number one. And he kind of popped over it with this. Yeah. uh, Chase and Amy is, is the movie that, that is still relevant in 2022. And that's fantastic. The dialogue and everything, the conversation, the whole story, it's all still very relevant to today's uh, uh, conversation. But uh, Clark's three, man, he just he did something with this movie that nobody expected. Um, I would 100 percent agree with that. And and that is like it is all heart, man. There is a lot of heart all in this heart. movie. It's fantastic. Heart. Um, th- there's cameos in there. Um, if if you know the the various different friends of his from the Viewskew universe that have that have been in other movies, there's tons of cameos. Some and of them you won't even recognize, but he talked about in the Q and A afterward. Um, that cameos are, that, make complete sense too. They're not just yeah. like popped in for for random like dropping of a name, my celebrity friend. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, there's so. In the very first Clerks movie, I'll tell this one because I don't know if this will be something that will be answered in his Q&A going forward. It's just something that somebody happened to ask. In the very first Clerks movie, there's a uh, construction worker that shows up and has a conversation with Randall. When they were filming in Jersey, that was the one guy they could not find to do a cameo in the film. Clerks 3, yeah. For Clerks 3. And somehow they ran into this guy's son. And he was like, oh, he's like, I've heard all about you. Like, my dad talks about you all the time. He's like, really? Who's your dad? And then he says who his dad is. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I've been looking for him for like two months. Where is he? He's like, oh, he lives like down the road. Do you think he'd want a cameo? He's like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, he would love to cameo. And I'm never going to live this down. <laughs> like, well, well, then Kevin Smith asks him yeah, if he it, wants to be in it, too. And yeah. he's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, my dad might finally respect me now if I'm in one of your movies. Yeah, which was hysterical. And then his dad, like, pulled Kevin Smith aside at one point and was like, look, I get, I get that you want to be nice and everything, but you gave the kid too much dialogue. Now... Now I've got to hear this for yeah. the rest of my He's life. He's like, wouldn't it be better if it was just me in the scene? <laughs> so funny. Like, I I will also say one thing about the movie is there is, like, legitimate acting. Yes. Um, And I don't mean to sound like whatever, but, like, you know, the kind of roles that 
the guys playing clerks and all this stuff we're doing it's it's more comedic it's more just like um I don't want to say lazy because they're not lazy it's just the sort of like dialogue and like the sort of like sitting in the convenience store all day I don't mean lazy in a negative way but it's just not as emotion filled or not as anything and I think you see um you see legitimate acting that sort of blew me away that I was shocked by I was like oh my god like this is amazing yeah, Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran bring it in, in this film. Oh, yeah. Both, both of them do an excellent job in yes. this film. And I've always been a fan of Dante and Randall. I've li- I love Clerks. Clerks is one of the best films. Um, those two guys are fantastic with dialogue um, and memorizing dialogue and being able to deliver it. It's insane. Well, especially but, Randall. It's yeah. like monologue city. Like, you know that he's Kevin Smith. Yeah. Because, man, Kevin Smith, after... <laughs> After doing listening to a Q and A, like <laughs> I felt sorry, there was like ten people lined up on each side of the stage, and he got through four people. Yeah, he in, lit- in like an hour and a half. He literally told everybody, he's like, "Hey, just so you know, a lot of you standing in line are going to be very disappointed because when I do a Q and A, there's a there's a very little Q and a lot of A, and he got to like four questions. He because- had like sixteen joints given to him from that he autographed from like a dispensary around here. And he was yeah. giving one to everybody who Asked answered a question. a question. So I'm assuming he really enjoyed those 12 joints on his, <laughs> on his trip back <laughs> in his bus because nobody got them. Yeah. Like four people got them. It was, it, it's it was a, good though. I've never done something like this. You've done something like this before. I've never um, yeah. seen a movie introed by the writer and director and then outroed with a yep. Q and a, it was really cool. And to hear him talk about the movie, why certain things happen, what they're symbolic of in his life, it you really just connect to it. And it was a really cool experience. Like, I would definitely be down for doing something like that in the future. Yeah. I, we, I saw him a long time ago with friends uh, do Red State. And I also saw the movie Crazy Heart. And I didn't know when I went to see it at a little theater in Detroit. We didn't know the director was there. And when we showed up, like, the, the people that run the theater were like, so... Uh, the director's here tonight. Of and, Crazy Heart? Yeah. Oh. And he's like, so after it's over, he's going to do a and a And my buddies and I just looked at each other and was like, what? Like, this has never happened before. This is cool. That's cool. Crazy Heart was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was very good. So, and and that Q and A was a very short Q and A. That was like a half hour. But Kevin Smith went, and he probably did double the questions Kevin Smith took. Probably every every like oh, Kevin Smith answered one question, and in order for him to answer it per him, not per reality, he had to go back in time and tell two lead up stories <laughs> to get to the point to answer it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh! But but every, we didn't get out. We didn't get home till after midnight and on it, a Sunday, and it was all entertaining. Oh, every yeah, single great. bit. Kevin Smith great. is very entertaining. Live. I can see how he has multiple podcasts. In fact, I think he probably needs them, or he might explode. Yeah, he's got a lot of topics to talk about. And it's funny how between the podcast, his topics don't overlap. No. That's how that's how versatile the guy is. Like he's very We, we need very to great. watch his other set. What's it called? The like with like yoga hosers, which he says Tusk, say Yoga Hosers and the third the third, the third one that's not out yet. Which is gonna be Moose Jaws. That is but his then Cana- I would, that's his Canadian horror trilogy. But there's gonna be a sequel to Tusk, so Apparently. it can't just be a Originally, it was going to be a trilogy, but apparently he wrote a sequel to Tusk. Yeah, so which he is talked going about to be called like, Tusks. Yeah, clever. <laughs> um, so I guess you know I still haven't seen Tusk, but I hear it's traumatizing, and yeah. I accidentally went through like one of those articles of like the top ten horror movies that are traumatizing, and I saw one image from Tusk, and I like felt like I couldn't sleep that night. So like we'll see what happens. Yeah, but I want to watch it, of course. Yeah, and I remember him talking about that on Smodcast. It was an article that somebody had sent him of a story in Germany. And while he was reading the article, it was on Smodcast with Scott Mosier. And he was like, he just started going, wow, like, what if it was this? What if we did this, this, and this? And literally wrote a script right there on the on the three-hour podcast. Yeah, his his brain never stops. And no. I will give him that. I Not everything he does is for me, which is totally fine. But a lot of what he does is his dialogue, when he is like sitting there writing heart driven dialogue, it's fantastic. Like he's very talented with that. So, you know, I think he's got a good balance of like the ridiculous and the, but I recommend Clerks 3. Like if you're like me and you thought Clerks was okay just for what it is and you thought Clerks 2 was dumb and you were like, I don't want to see Clerks 3 because I've already had to live through this twice. You, you are wrong. See it. It's actually really good. And you don't have to refresh your memory. Clerks 3 will refresh your memory. Yeah, it's yeah, it stands alone. You don't even I I mean, 
I yeah. don't know. Even if you only saw Clerks three, yeah, you would be, yeah, you'd, you'd be, be okay. You'd be or fine. just one in three, you could completely skip two. Yeah, you will. To- two is just like a story. You will enjoy everything. There's a character in Clerks three that's very much a part of Clerks two. Yes. Um, but but he's also just standalone because oh they made gosh. him real wacky. He is hilarious. Oh my gosh. That's another story we heard in yeah. the Q&A. He asked for a cane for one scene, and literally because he asked for a cane, his character got a story arc that didn't exist yeah. that Kevin didn't write. With, that Kevin literally was just like, told the clothing department, the, like, all right, The costume it. designer yep. had to run away with this, so you'll know exactly what that is when you, oh. when you look. And it's excellent, too. Had he not told us that, I would have been like, this is just yeah. really bizarre. But when he told us that, I was like, this... That's amazing. What's cool about Kevin Smith and when he talks about making the movie is, yeah, you know, he's the director, he's the writer, but he is open to your ideas. What do you think? Yeah. He he knows that, like, there's some there's a scene he really wanted to do, and he's like, how do we do this? And somebody was like, well, you could just do it like this. And he's like, oh, my God, I never thought to do it like that. So he's still very open to ideas and open to, and doing it that way made it really impactful in the movie. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, very cool. We enjoyed that. Yeah. So another funny thing from this week, do do you all have like a neighbor that you're totally like, I don't want to say obsessed with, but like you can't help but like notice and like, oh, like what are they doing or have like a nickname for them or anything like that? Please tell me you do. And then I'm just not like living over here and like, you know, um, what's it called? Rear window. (laughs) Like I'm not Jimmy Stewart in rear window. We have a neighbor, um, husband and wife across the street. They have a baby now too. And they just got a puppy. (laughs) But anyway, so he has like every DeWalt tool known to man and he sets up stuff in his backyard and he's like cutting wood on a circular saw and like I've never seen him build anything. So I don't know what he does with all this. His garbage can has a DeWalt sticker on it. That's what really, not a sticker, it's the brand. Like, so we call him DeWalt. So DeWalt mows his lawn probably three times a week in the summer. DeWalt's probably a little bit younger than us, I would think. Yeah, a little bit. Um, But he has everything DeWalt. I'm surprised he doesn't start walking around in like a DeWalt t-shirt. But when his garbage came down one day and it had like the DeWalt on it, I was, I think I yelled. I jumped up and yelled, Steven, even DeWalt even has a DeWalt garbage can. (laughs) So like DeWalt is like, just like my little neighborhood, like commentary. I don't even know what you would call it. Yeah. But I'm like, I just call him DeWalt. And like the other day we got an item in the mail and I was like, I did not order this like sage green curtain in this clear, like how Amazon ships stuff in like clear packages now, which I think is really shady because then people know what it is. What if it's something you want to steal? I did not want her sage green curtain. So it was fine. Yeah. But I looked at the address and I was like, okay, what house is this? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is DeWalt's house. Now I know DeWalt's wife's name, which I would had wrong the whole time anyway, even after reading that. So I walked over there and like delivered it. And so DeWalt's just kind of like, you know, I spy with my little eye DeWalt all the time, <laughs> like yeah. a crazy person and so this week i get a text from steven that says i met dewalt yeah yeah he was uh walking his new little pup and uh they they stopped in front of our yard his dogs going to the bathroom he's cleaning it up or whatever picking it up or whatever and i just stepped outside and i was like hey i was like i don't think i officially met you i mean you know we've been here for a little while but you know things have just never happened where we've been outside at the same time and uh, I was like, hi, you know, I'm Steven. He's like, you know, my name's Justin. And I was DeWalt. like, cool. Cool. but he's DeWalt. And I was like, you know, I was like, we we haven't known your name. I was like, but you have like DeWalt on your garbage can. And I've I seen. I cannot believe you told him this. I was like, I've seen you have DeWalt tools. I was like, so I don't know your name. But like, I, I told my wife, I was like, I think DeWalt's got a new puppy next door. Because so- Sophia, I was like, as you can hear, my dog is going crazy right now. I was like, so I apologize just- if it sounds weird. I was like, but we've only called you DeWalt because we don't know your name. <laughs> And I'm he the started one that laughing. discovered the puppy, first of all. Yeah. He starts laughing. And uh, I was like, I was like, hey, you know, nothing wrong with DeWalt. My dad was a carpenter for 40 years and loved DeWalt tools and had tons of DeWalt tools. Like, I was like, those, that stuff's great. I was like, but I just, he's like, that's pretty funny, <laughs> you know. So now DeWalt's probably over there talking to Miriam, which isn't even her name, but I think it is. And he's probably <laughs> like, so those neighbors across the street, watch out for them because they're watching us. They... They have so much to say about us that they've given me the nickname of DeWalt. <laughs> so now I look like a crazy person. Uh, it, it all really started back in, um, well, I had COVID last year, which we'll talk about in a future podcast. And what are you going to do? I felt like just like Jimmy Stewart in Rear Window, like, yeah. Stephen, this is happening. Our neighbors are moving. Stephen. So we'll get back to that. But yeah. that's funny. 
Yes, but anyway, so now we know DeWalt's name, but he'll forever be DeWalt for me, and they probably think we're creepy and will never speak to us again. Probably. Who knows? So, because Stephen, in his just Stephen way, likes to make things awkward. I don't know if it's like to make things awkward. I just, you know, say stuff, you know. That is awkward. I don't know how you're on a podcast, Maybe. my friend. Everybody chime in on social media. Was that awkward? Should I not have told the guy that we I was like, oh my God, you told him? Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, if I got to know him a little bit better. Yeah, Like, have I ever told Julie that I used to watch her out the window and want to become her friend? I don't know. If she's listening, she's going to know now. <laughs> Boy, that's going to be a fun reveal. Re- re- <laughs> not like stalker like. That's going to be you a fun reveal. You just can't help but notice things. Like... And in our old apartment, you couldn't help but notice the giant house next to Julie's because they never had any sort of curtains or drapes or window coverings. So at night, they had every window on. And it was, oh. like, super distracting doing the dishes and looking up and seeing those yahoos all over the place. Yeah. That, they were weird, too. Yeah, that was crazy. Anyway. So what's a great thing about this weekend, y'all, here in Michigan? Uh, Thursday, it was snowing, raining, and about 35 degrees. And yep. then come Friday, it got to be about 73 degrees. Yeah. We have had some amazing weather. I told like all of my staff at work, like enjoy the weekend and don't get sick because this is like get sick weather. Pretty but much. it's a gorgeous. Yesterday we so we have a road called Heinz Drive, which we've talked about before. The yep. leaves are changing. They're so beautiful. We took Sofa on a stroll yesterday. We took her on a drive to the Dairy Queen to get a pup cup and we did like an afternoon fire. We were outside all day. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good five or six hours outside with a fire. And I made brunch. I made homemade waffles with my recipe in the Captain America waffle maker, which makes the best waffles you'll ever have. I might post a link to that because if you want to have the best waffles ever, the there's like it's the shield so you've got like a soft layer or a soft outside and then an inside river for like your syrup it's like perfect it makes the perfect consistency of waffles yeah it, so it contains your syrup oh my god it's amazing because you have like yeah. circles oh it's so great we did homemade waffles and bacon and mimosas and then we you know went to the dairy queen it was just like a lovely day i feel like we've had so much going on i had some stress at work this week that was making me like a little like twitchy and like it was really nice to have just like a gorgeous day and as we were strolling with soph he's like we could do a daytime fire because there was a pay-per-view on that you will talk about it another time but that you um wanted to watch yeah so it was just nice we sat outside all day we had a couple drinks we you know ordered some grubhub because we got from the prime days on amazon the year-long grubhub's a like it's it's grubhub plus yeah so no delivery charges for a year for free which is awesome yeah but it was just really nice and on our stroll this morning too you were like we could do another fire today yeah so that's a thing we might do um you know which i thought like the i thought the last fire was going to be the last fire so now it's like last night's fire might not even be the last fire and uh the really cool thing for me this week was that uh my I, i went to my dentist for a cleaning and my uh the my hygienist gave me put this new stuff on my uh teeth um to where i could eat cold stuff and let me tell you that was a game changer i got to have a blizzard for the first time yesterday all all year long i haven't had a blizzard probably since i don't know sometime in 2020 because it's just been like brutal on my teeth to eat anything like ice cream and I I was nervous, so I got a like a mini blizzard because I was like, if this doesn't go well, at least it won't take me as long to eat. We always get minis. But I was like, oh my gosh, it was great. I, I haven't had ice cream in like almost two years. Which is cool because my parents got us this Cuisinart like soft serve mix-in ice cream maker for Christmas last year. And his mouth has been bothering him, so I haven't really been able to use it. But I'm like, all right, I'm yeah. going to get the packets for it. And you, it's got like a three spots for mix-ins. I'm going to crumble up some Oreos for him, some sprinkles for me, and I'm going to make us some soft serve. And I am jazzed about it. Yeah. So I, and, and I don't normally eat ice cream when it's cold, but I'm going to eat ice cream at least probably for the next month because, man, I'm like, this will work. And I, the, she told me that it will last for at least a month. They have these Oreo brand ice creams in the store, so they've got a cone. It sort of looks like a drumstick, but the chocolate over the top of it is not regular drumstick chocolate. It's like fancy, softer Oreo chocolate, which is amazing. And these Oreo ice cream sandwiches. And we've bought them before. I bought them for him. He never ended up eating them. So, of course, being the ice cream junkie I am, I had to eat them all. 
And I was like, now that you <laughs> have this, you might want to run up to Kroger and get yourself some of these because yeah, they're amazing. And I eat ice cream like all the time. So yeah, so that was our that was our DQ trip. Not to mention the yeah. pup, the the pup cup for the pup. Yes, she loves a good pup. She cup. does. I so. think that's pretty much all of our what's new, except for one thing. One yeah. final thing. Go yeah. ahead. So uh, I. I went into work this week and uh, went in to have lunch with a, a few colleagues and uh, one of my colleagues, Josh, who listens Hi, to Josh. The, who listens to the podcast. Thank you for listening. He uh, he told me that uh, he um, he listens to the podcast because it's just easy listening for him. It's mellow. He's like I I like. He's like yeah. I like one for my friends to just sit down and tell me about their life, man. It's just great because it I takes it, cool. it takes me down and like it relaxes me a little bit. And I was like, that's cool, man. And, uh, and so I said, like, this podcast is like, we're like the easy drinking lager of podcasts. <laughs> we discovered the easy drinking lager beer in Georgia, which I've talked about before. And I was like, so I think we can advertise our podcast as like an easy drinking lager of podcasts. <laughs> it's going to be my new, it's going to be a real long hashtag. So I'm going to think of some way to do that. But thank you, Josh. You really sparked something in me. Yeah. So. Uh, Very cool. Where'd we leave off with our story last? I think we're going into like the holiday season. Okay. Um, of 2021? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're about to catch up. Yeah. So I love musicals, as you know. Like I, like I've told you guys, like I've got Les Mis lined up. I've got Hamilton. What? Yeah. Lined up. Oh, that's going to be And great. then I've also got Tina, the Tina Turner musical lined up. I don't know if last time I told you guys that one. So... At this time, my mom and I, and then our family friends who we've known since I was in second grade, her daughters, um, one year younger than me, my friend Jen and her mom, Heidi, the four of us went to see Pretty Woman on stage, which is like a live musical. I've seen a, a few of these 80s movies ones. I've seen Dirty Dancing. I've seen Bodyguard. I've seen Pretty Woman now. I would like to see An Officer and a Gentleman. They don't always hit as well as like straight up musicals do. I will say the Dirty Dancing one had like a weird civil rights storyline in the musical that's not in the um not so, not to say it's weird, but it just didn't really fit with like it's not in the movie. So it's weird to add like a different storyline. Yeah. Um Pretty Woman was okay. It wasn't bad. I liked it. Bodyguard, which I've talked about before, was like really good. Um but it was cool. I will like see anything, any musical that comes. Um, Kelly just went to see Hades Town, which is about New Orleans, and uh, I really, really want to see that. And I didn't realize it came last year, so I'm not going to have the chance because who knows when it'll be back. But yeah. when it comes back, I want to see it. So that was a fun thing. Um, I'm wondering what else is coming that I can get tickets for. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. What was the one that we saw that was the uh, Robert De Niro movie? Bronx Tale. Yeah, Bronx Tale. Now, that's I've seen a few mu- musicals yeah. with you, but that's probably the best one I've seen. Bronx Tale was fantastic. We also, I've also seen, um, I cannot think of what it's called now, and that's going to drive me crazy, but it's about Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. Um, I went to see that. That was really good. And there's also a Motown musical I went to see that's really good. That would be so fun. those are ones that I could go with you. Normally, I go with my gal because I don't need anyone bringing me down. Well, you took me to see Cats. Um, that was a double date, and that was and uh, that was a mistake. Jared and I both did not enjoy. We've that We've talked about. Let's not duplicate. We've talked about that on the podcast already. <laughs> yes, I know. I would never take you to that. The majority of the musicals I like to go to with my mom, um, because she loves musicals as well. But if there's one I think that you would enjoy, like a Bronx Tale, or like my dad would enjoy as well, like yeah. the four of us are going to Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, and um, Hamilton's going to be great. Yeah. I, I, we watched Hamilton Hamilton on Disney Plus sometime in 2021, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um towards the holidays. So We both loved it. That was I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, "Oh, it's a musical," but uh, cuz I'm not a huge fan of musicals yeah. even though I'm a musician, but as soon as that thing started, I was hooked. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be great." Yeah. Like, man, what a what a wonderful wonderful story. I'm sure you all can hear her. Um just know that although it might be distracting to you, we have been protected hmm. and nobody is invading our house because of Soph. So another thing we did in early December, I really like just day trips, doing stuff like Ann Arbor is a great city around us. If you're in the area and you've never been to the Mathai Botanical Gardens or the Arboretum in Ann Arbor, definitely try it. T- check it out. It's right in Ann Arbor, right in the city, but it's a carved path of like 
walking paths and trails and like little streams and a really beautiful botanical garden, like two floors of all the, all the plants and the flowers. And we went and did that last September, which was a lot of fun. We had, there's a vegan restaurant. I can't remember the name of it that we, um, Oh, crap. I can't, I can't think of I don't know it. what it's called, but that we like to go to, which is like, oddly enough, we are not vegan in any way, but for some reason we stumbled upon this restaurant once and we've just like loved it. Detroit I, street filling station is I, what it's called. I went there with Sean once before I met yeah, you. Yeah, you did. Sean and I went to go see, uh, David Bazan, who, uh, is a, a musician, singer, songwriter. We went to see him in Ann Arbor and we had to get food beforehand. And he's like, Hey, this is a vegan place. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll try it. Why not? Fantastic. Yeah, It's food. really good. I was just thinking like, we put in like our last vacation request and we like to take a few Fridays off November, December. Yeah. I'd like to do something like that again. I'd love to go do back a Friday. There. They have great soups yeah. and stuff. Oh man, they're they're a fantastic yeah. place. Cocktails and then yeah. we usually will go so it's in the Carytown area of Ann Arbor, if I yeah. if anyone knows. So they do have like farmers markets, but they've got like a couple cute shops and like a whole like markety indoor markety area with like different shops and an actual market. Um they got a two-story the building Firefly there that's a market. Boutique, yep, is really cute. So we usually have, like, I feel like that's kind of become an unplanned tradition. Yeah. Because we've done it the last couple of years where we've gone out there and went to those shops and found a couple last-minute Christmas gifts. And yeah. I was thinking the other day that I would like to do that. Also at the Botanical Garden Place, they have a shop that's uh, up front. Yeah. With a lot of a lot of cool things. That I are bought in there. a succulent that I've probably killed. And then I also bought my parents like a Christmas gift and like a couple things. So it's yeah. cute. They I, get, yeah. They got, you know, some camp and stuff in there, some outdoor like jackets and stuff yeah. like that. And it's just a little shop there with a little, you know, gift shopping. Gift shop. Yeah. Yeah. So got some cool I definitely stuff. recommend that if you guys are in the area and check that out. Um, then, you know, we're just hitting to our holidays. We had Thanksgiving. I made my first pecan pie. Yeah. She said it correctly. Did I? I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't sure. Apparently yep. I say it wrong and I legitimately thought I was going to say pecan wrong just now, but it is pecan. Anybody who says it any different, I apologize. How do I say it? While I do uh, appreciate your existence and appreciate you listening to the podcast, please learn how to say it correctly. It is pecan. Well, I made my first pecan pie and I don't mean to toot my own horn. A toot toot, but it was pretty <laughs> fantastic. Would you agree, Mr. Ogle? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, I'm going to make another one this year. And I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to, as my father would say, oh, I made this, but I doctored it up a little bit. Oh, my god. I'm going to doctor it up by adding, like, a bit more pecans. Because I feel like they're the pecan to, like, syrup ratio, I feel like I need more pecans. And now that I've got one under my belt, I'm like, I got this, so I can. There is absolutely nothing wrong with more pecans exactly. in a pecan pie. Yeah. I think I've heard that. It it only makes it even better. Exactly. So now I just realized my mom and I already loosely planned our Thanksgiving desserts, and pecan pie was not on the menu. Uh Uh-oh. Especially since we're celebrating her birthday that day. Uh Uh-oh. So we've got a birthday cake. You better talk to her. No pecan pie, and I think I have to add a pecan pie. You better talk to her. So while I'm putting up all of our Christmas decorations, while we're, silly me, putting up all of our Christmas decorations on Black Friday, I can just munch on some large slices of pie. Yeah. Anyway, we also started a tradition of doing a photo shoot on Thanksgiving (laughs) where we are going to go over my parents and take a photo of all of us. And then when we come home, we do a little photo shoot of just our little family, me, Stephen and Soph. So you'll see pictures from last year and then you'll see pictures from this year. Yep. And then we did um, Caldwell Christmas. Yep. So we went to Tennessee. So this is December of 21. Which for you was the first real Caldwell Christmas because in 2019, everybody was sick. In 2020, we we didn't go. We didn't yeah. go in 2020 because of COVID. 2021, everybody was finally there. Now, 2020, correct well, me if I'm wrong, everyone, but... December of 2020, we were in this house. Yep. They did not have Caldwell Christmas, but your mom did come here for Christmas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so, a yeah. Whole, it was a whole, you know, that year was a whole thing with all that. But yeah, yeah in 2019. I'm surprised there wasn't a Caldwell Christmas. 2019, everyone was sick. Unfortunately, that was when my Uncle Jerry was really sick and, and ended up shortly thereafter going into the hospital and passing away. Right. So, um, but yeah, tw- 2019 was a non-Caldwell Christmas. People came into town. Some people didn't come into town. We didn't have anything official. 2020, it couldn't be because nobody came into town. Um, and, and then 2021, 
people that could come into town came into town, and we had our first one in I feel two like years. everybody but your Uncle Sam was there. Might have been, yeah. Was Jarrett there? No. No. I don't think anybody from Colorado Nobody came from in. Colorado came, yeah. But um, Liz and her kid, like... A yeah. lot of people, Tara and Adam came in. It was nice. We did the, you know, the gift exchange thing. And Adam yep. and Tara made everyone or every, like, couple, like, a Caldwell Christmas 2021 glass, which was cool, like a mug or a glass. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. We, we had, had a good it, time. Had it at Clint's house like we always do because they have the yeah. biggest house and the most room. They have the that, they have yeah, that big, and not even they have so much the biggest house, but the biggest huge. open, like, great room space. Yeah. 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 So that was fun. Um it's Caldwell Christmas is always a riot. Yeah, it'll be a good time this year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then uh, and dead air. Yeah, dead air. Oh, then you got to meet my buddy Tay. Yeah, I don't know why you were looking. Sorry, confused. I was looking. At, I was looking at my notes here, and I was I was fumbling through stuff. But yeah, you got to meet my buddy Tay. Uh, Tay, I met when Tayman I was. Taman is his. Yeah, Taman's his full name, but everybody we call him Taman. Or call we call him Tay. He has <laughs> the deepest voice. Of like any man I've ever heard. His voice will rattle concrete just by him saying hello. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's, it's great. It's cute. It's like Yeah. I've known him since make I, make a girl blush just saying hello. <laughs> um in my I, I can never remember if it was my freshman or sophomore year, but he was a transfer student out of Dyer County, Tennessee. Um his dad had got a job. His job had transferred him to Paris. And, um, so he was working there and they got a house and he transferred in and I met him within a couple of days cause he played trombone in the band. Um, and, uh, we met pretty quickly and bonded over Steve Ray Vaughn and Hendrix and he introduced me to junior Brown and just, uh, we just, it, it, we were guitar players and we just went He's, from there um, and we have ne- when we see each other or talk on the phone or text it's like we didn't miss a beat man and he's, he's a he's the- a johnny cash kind of yes. guy with like that kind of vibe to him um yep. he's actually a funeral director he's a funeral director he's a minister yeah um, so he wears the black suits and yeah and he's actually played music with johnny cash's drummer before um, he's done tribute show Johnny Cash tribute shows where he's played Johnny Cash music because he can play it and actually sound like it because he's got that deep voice. It's it's uncanny. It's fantastic. Yeah. He's great. He was a lot of fun to meet. He was very funny. Yeah. Just we have a lot of good vinyl music conversations and yeah. Yeah. I oh, mean, it's you, cool. you guys bonded over. Uh, I believe you bonded over the birds. Birds. Yeah. I believe. Did we and talk about grass, the animals? You talk grass about the roots. Grassroots and mm. the animals. Yeah. yeah. He loves all that old yeah. old school music, um, but uh, man, he's just one of those guys that's that's just down to earth. He's just yeah. one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Stephen made me tell him my Johnny Cash story, which you've all heard about when I was on the date, and I said to the guy, "Well, you know, I shot a man in Reno once just to watch him die." Yeah. And then the stupid guy I was on a date with paused and was like, "No, you didn't." And I was like, "Wow." And he's like. He's like, was it him joking yeah. to like Steven? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, I assume it was the last date you went on with that man. I said, <laughs> you know, it was. I'm surprised I stayed till the end. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, good job. But right. yeah, he's yeah. fun. He posts a lot of like obscure music stuff on Facebook too that I love and like little videos of him singing. Yeah. His voice is just, it's so deep. Yeah. He's, man, he's great. He, he's a cool guy. And he's self taught. For his guitar work, he's self-taught. He doesn't. Uh, he can read music because he played trombone, um, but he taught himself everything. He sat down in front of his in in front of his radio with a guitar and just learned how to play. Yeah, and he's. I'd love great. to get him on here sometime talking about music. We did. Uh, Tay, if you're listening, clear your schedule. <laughs> we did a song uh, in jazz band called "Proud Mary," which is not a jazz song at all. It's Tina Turner. Um, but we did that song and Tay did not read the music at all. Cause he had already learned the song like 10 years prior to that. So like, it was always one of those things when we went to play proud Mary's like, all right, Tay's playing this one. I'll just sit this one out. Yeah. Cause he knew the whole song. He just didn't need to look talented. at anything. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very talented, very down to earth. Um, gentle, gentle giant, man. And, and he told, he said this to my dad once and my dad, Every time my dad talked about Tay, he would say this. He would say, uh, Tay says that uh, he talks slow and he's long-winded. And that's a bad combination. That's funny. <laughs> um, Stephen, you're sort of yep. a bit of a slow-talking, long-winded individual as well. 
I'm not I'm not so slow anymore because I've been in Michigan. I talk faster, but I still don't tell any. I don't take any less time telling my stories. No, I get more and, in. You know, now. not every story is a long story. Yet somehow Stephen makes it one. I get more time to put more stuff into my story now because I talk faster. Oh boy. Yeah. But that was a good trip. <laughs> we actually stayed an extra day because your mom and I were going to go to Hazel, which yep. is like this little town in Kentucky just before you get into Tennessee by them. And it's like no bigger than half a block, but it has like a bunch of little like vintage and resale antique shops. So we stayed an extra day for her and I. We got in the car. We headed over to Hazel. And it was like a tumbleweed could have blown by the street. There was literally nothing open, like nothing. Stores were like padlocked or closed. And there was like one lady who like came and she was like, oh, I'm going to open if y'all want to come in here. So we went in there <laughs> and it was the one store that had cats in it. So it smelled like cats. And I'm like, oh, we were the only people in the store. So then you feel pressure like the salesperson is going to be like talking to you and stuff. And then she's telling us all about how Hazel isn't, you know, how it used to be and all this stuff. Yeah. And we got like, we got it. Well, of course, Rebecca and I still got a couple of things. But the point is we could have gotten more things. Yeah. And like when we just went up there at the end of September, I guess that following weekend, they had like a big Hazel shopping fest. So I'm like, I guess these stores are open somehow. I'm hoping when we go in December that Rebecca and I can find a little time to try Hazel again. Yeah, because it, it... It's like a famous thing. Yeah, it looked like a lot didn't survive from the pandemic, which is unfortunate because that town used to be the place to go to for arts and I crafts actually, in, our, in that area. I'm going to ask your mom if she went on October 1st that weekend because I'm curious of like yeah. how it was, but... Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's literally a town, you blink and you miss it. It's got a railroad oh, yeah. track and, and two gas stations, one gas station on each yeah. side of the city, and in between that is a bank, a railroad track, and about seven or eight stores yeah. that are across the street from one another, and it feels like, it feels like an old western, like if it wasn't a paved yes. street, yes. like I could see it be an old western, like yeah. the buildings look that way and everything, but like, as she said, when we pulled through... We are like, oh, crap. Like, it looks like this well, place is dead. This last time when we pulled few through, I think a couple of the stores were actually legit closed. Yeah. So I don't know. And that's and that's unfortunate because, like I said, uh, or like she said, like, that town is known for that. Like, they're known for being the stop through between yeah. Paris and, and Murray and being the place to go through to get to get all kinds yeah. of knickknacks and stuff and, and arts and crafts. I'll try it again. We'll yeah. see what happens. I'm going to talk to your mom and plan that out. Yep. But speaking of talking to your mom, that trip, we also did the whole, like, we need to have, like, the real conversations. Like, I've had them all with my parents, and we're all set there, but of, you know, what do you want to happen later in life? And, you know, yep. how are things? And what should we know? And she's got a lot of family, like, heirloom furniture and stuff. Like, what should we know that we should keep? And just, like, those conversations started. Yep. And, you know, it can feel awkward to have them, but it's so important. I would hate to do something and find out it's not what she wanted or not what we should have done, but we didn't know because we didn't want to have those conversations. And, yeah, you know, just talking to her about maybe one day she might have to end up coming up here and how does how do we feel about that and have conversations. And I think it was really good. Yeah, and, you know, she has some stuff. I, the last thing I'd lo want to happen is to accidentally get rid of something and then one of her sisters be like, oh, my gosh, that was our great-grandfather's. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, my, no, yeah. like, ah. Oh. So your mom so. is supposed to take pictures and send them to me, which she hasn't. Rebecca, if you're listening, <laughs> I always give her homework when we leave. <laughs> yeah, but just just write, you know, get her to write, well, write down what her, what is what, you know. I told so her know. just take the pictures and send them to me and I can keep them in a folder and I'll know. And I can keep a note of like what it is or whose it is, but at least, you know, I can have them on my phone. Yeah, because even if it's something that like we don't want, maybe one of her sisters yeah. does or maybe one of my cousins does but make sure things stay in the family. Yeah. And and the, I guess the point of bringing this topic up is to tell everyone they like have those conversations because you just you never know. You I don't. mean, like, um, you know, things I happen so unexpectedly too. I've had this conversation yeah. with my best friend about her parents and her in-laws and just having to have these conversations. Yeah. I mean, you, you never know when somebody's just going to be gone and like, and then the conversations stop They're They don't happen anymore. They can't. Yeah. And then you, you're always wondering. And, you know, with my dad, I was able to have conversations with my dad about stuff. You know, uh, my mom had, you know, plenty of conversations about that stuff. So, you know, we, we knew what to do 
when my dad was no longer here, we knew what his wishes were and yeah, just find out what your parents' wishes are like, you know, and or or whoever your parental whoever you see to be your parental unit. Yeah. You know. Make um bad times a little less stressful. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely cuz the last thing you want when somebody passes is for for you to not be listed on something and then you got to go to court in order to get that, yeah. you know, like that's just man, that's just added stress on top of something yep. like if you're not if you're not up with like their bank accounts or like what happens with property, like all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Cause I got, I got news for you. The, the state will happily make you go to court and pay them and have oh, to pay yeah. a lawyer for in sure. order to fight for stuff that you should actually have. Mm-hmm. For so sure. yeah. don't avoid that at all costs. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So as, uh, as we end with, uh, that portion was somewhat of a, a downer. We'll go to something happier with, uh, what, some uh, entertainment, maybe? Yeah, all right. Yeah, cool. Uh, so last week I talked about Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee balls. The Tennessee balls, uh college football team, killing it. Um, so last are week... Are they still killing it? They are still killing it. Oh. Uh, so last week they played Alabama, and I talked about Alabama and, and talked about the game, but I, f- I failed to mention a couple things. Number one, their quarterback, uh, Hooker, that's his last name, mm. Hooker. Um, and his it, side hustle. He is up for the Heisman. This year, uh, which is the biggest award that you can get in college football. Even I know that. And uh, he he threw five touchdown passes to the same guy. And that's, I, and that's I even Hyatt. was like, wow, that's cool. And that's when Hyatt. I don't even know. Hyatt caught the ball six times. Five of them were for touchdowns. Like, that's insane. That's how, that's how good their offense was against Alabama. It also tells you how bad Alabama's defense was which this game was not a defensive game but I wanted to bring that up because that's worth mentioning uh that I didn't mention last week this week they did not play a team that is ranked they played uh UT Martin UT Martin is a uh, satellite campus for those of you who are in Michigan you have the uh U of M Flint you have U of M Dearborn that's kind of what UT Martin is it's it's a satellite oh, okay. it's, it's a satellite place of Uni- University of Tennessee Knoxville um, and they get, you know, they is get university of Tennessee, the Vols. Yes. Okay. Yes. I get confused. No, that's fine. And that's fine. Cause there's listeners that may not know that yeah. as well. Okay. So, uh, but that's what the UT and UT Martin stands for university oh, of Tennessee, okay. Martin, okay. not, not Knoxville where the, where the big balls. I gotcha. Is. Okay. But, uh, it's, it's one of those games where it's a smaller school, they come in, they get a huge payday for their school, they play a big team, and they get squashed. And yesterday's game was a 65-24 to 24 squash. Wow. It's, I mean, it, they're not in the same... 65 kind. is a huge score for a football game. Yes. Yeah, it was insane. I mean, hookers threw three touchdown passes. Hyatt caught, caught two of them. Like, they, they... Wow. Those two guys have a great combination, great chemistry on the field for a, a quarterback and receiver combination. Not to mention their running backs are, are fantastic, but... Uh, they're gearing up. I mean, they have they have a big game coming in two weeks, and it's going to be Georgia. And they are number three in the nation, and Georgia is number one in the nation. Like that game's coming. That game's coming in two weeks. Anything so, next weekend? Next for week you is, and Wes to watch. Uh, yeah, next well, week. Kelly and I have cousin fun time. Next week is <laughs> Kentucky, uh, okay. and Kentucky is ranked 19. That will not be an easy game. Kentucky's been a tough team this year. Uh, they have only lost two games. So cool. So that'll be a... Is that like a Saturday? Yeah. College football is almost always on Friday and Saturday, sometimes Mm -hmm. Thursday. Uh, They stay away from Sundays because Sunday is the NFL. Yeah. NFL also stays away from Saturdays until college football is over. Cool. Or at least until they get that break before the bowl games, and then they'll do a couple Saturday games at the end of the season. But generally, they don't cross over because they respect one another's, you know, ratings and all that kind of stuff. Y'all, you don't know how shocked I am that we're talking about sports on this podcast. Like, I think it's good to well-round us for all of our fans. But, like, Stephen, I'm just – boys are something else. Because (laughs) Stephen, going to watch that Tennessee Vols game was the first time, other than, like, maybe being at my parents watching a little bit of the Lions, that he's, like, legitimately been like, I want to watch a football game. Yet he knows everything. Like, I guess all you need is an ESPN app and you can be the biggest fan in the world. Well, I've I've always followed stats. My dad and I were watching football when I was six years old. I remember watching the Dallas Cowboys as I was a fan as a kid. Yeah. I'm, I'm not anymore. Sorry, family members that are, but I can't stand the Cowboys Like your now. mother. Like, <laughs> sorry, Mom. Um, but uh, I remember watching the Cowboys win one game 
yeah. in the NFL. I remember the New Orleans Saints, who was my other favorite team as a kid, and I still love them in, in the NFL. I will still root for the Saints. They won three games one season. Wow. Like It was brutal being a Cowboys and Saints fan as a kid until uh, the Cowboys got, a, got Jimmy Johnson as their coach, and then they started winning Super Bowls. But um, – yeah, I've always been a fan of sports. Well, I always watch stuff with my dad. A little bit more sports to come, I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, and and in in the case of Tennessee, this is the first time that they've been seven and zero since 1997. So they've sucked for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and gone through a lot of coaches that were awful for a very long time. So this is uh, this is great. I I love the fact they're doing this well. It's good. Cool. All right. So we are going to transition into. Some what maybe a little feminism television talk? Uh, look, uh, women empowerment, I think. Yeah, uh, I or think lack thereof. Sometimes, yes. Uh, so, so we're gonna. Uh, what are we? You so go ahead. we not to spoiler, but we just finished watching She Hulk, which came out almost two weeks ago now. So you guys should all be caught up if you're Marvel people. Yeah. I'm so disappointed in that show. What I can't stand is someone smoking mirrors something in front of me to distract me from what they're really doing. And to me, that was She-Hulk. Every which way you broke the fourth wall every five seconds and gave us monologues and stories about women this and women that and how women are going to be strong and it's very like pro-women. Yet I feel like they did not deliver. I feel like it fell flat. I feel like a lot of the stuff with her was not female-like empowerment. I feel like the end of the show, the very last scene was... After the credits. The very last scene before the credits. Oh, yeah. I think wasn't even She-Hulk, and I think it stole. I think the thunder was stole right out from under her in the last one minute of the show. And then the end credit scene, which might have been okay not being She-Hulk had that first thing not happened, was also completely nothing to do with She-Hulk, and it was all men. That was frustrating to me. And what was frustrating to me is that show had, what, eight episodes? Yeah. Two of them were throwaway? Yeah, at least. And it's like you don't have, if you don't have enough content, also maybe go back to the CGI drawing board because I was really trying to be open-minded with her CGI and it just looked so awkward. And and I'm sorry, but one more thing. Tatiana Maslany is a phenomenal actress and we'll get into that a little bit more. And I think she was wasted in a lot of ways. The so I'll speak to a couple things. One, the end credit scene at the finale had two characters that are in the show. Yes, but they are not the star of the show. No. Now Marvel is known for doing that. Yes, they're, they're known for their end credit scenes being teasing something that's not sort of a there. launch pad for something else. Yeah, which is totally fine. It's it's a comic book way of doing things. But as you mentioned, had before the credits, the last thing we seen yeah. not been an undercut of She Hulk, that would have been okay. Correct. But instead, they undercut She-Hulk, they did. and then they gave us that, and it felt even more like an undercut yep. of like, oh, we, we did this once, but now we're going to kick you while you're down. I think they just tried too hard with it, and like I feel like they could have given me more legal part. She's supposed to be an attorney. You've got her. You've got an another another strong female character attorney on yep. the show who was great. Yep. Um. Do you have it up? I can't think I of do have her. It up. Renee Elise Goldberry, I believe. She uh, used to be on One Life to Live. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she played uh, Mallory Book. And, and then... she also is in the Hamilton on Disney. Yes. And then Original cast. There... And then the paralegal. What is a paralegal? Um, her name was Nikki on the show. Yes. That's uh, Ginger uh, Gonzaga. She was fantastic. She was fantastic. So I feel like if they could have somehow channeled the show around those three women mainly she hulk but those three women and pug pug was the pug was funny the guy yeah and that would have been a good show but i feel like they threaded out too far the whole wedding episode was a complete throwaway what they were trying to do with that could have been done in one one minute scene and i just felt like you can't give you can't tell me you're giving me something and then just not give it to me and think I won't notice. Like comparing She-Hulk, the 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 show that came out before She-Hulk was Miss Marvel. Yes. Miss Marvel was 16 years old and there was more female empowerment and like self-confidence and genuine sincerity in that show than there was in all of She-Hulk. That so and I wasn't sure how I felt about Miss Marvel until I finally saw She-Hulk and I was like, "Wow, you gave me my strong quote-unquote feminist, like it's a bad word, but it's not, 
character yeah. in a 16-year-old girl, but you couldn't give it to me in somebody called She-Hulk? Yeah. You know, for me, I, what I enjoyed about She-Hulk was I, I enjoyed the cameos that showed up. Um, I enjoyed the fact that Ta- Tatiana... There was a, fan- a fantastic cameo. I don't know if yeah. we're going to say it. Nope. No, nope. but... Not oh. going to say it. Swoon. Um, uh, uh, Tatiana is fantastic. Yeah. She's a brilliant actress. She is. Um, in the finale, they do something with her, She-Hulk-wise, that is not CGI. And I saw it and went, why wasn't the whole show this way? I'm not even sure I know what you're talking about. You'll have to tell me after, I guess. Yeah, and I I got mad at the CGI because I said this several times. You mm-hmm. got her in a desk in an office. Spoiler alert, she's a lawyer as She-Hulk. So she's being this lawyer, and she has her assistant sitting there. There are ways. Call Peter Jackson. He made six movies about hobbits. With a character named Gandalf, who was a six foot five tall man, yeah. and he made Elijah Wood look like he was three foot nothing. Yeah. This dude knew how to do that without CGI and did practical effects. Yeah, it would have been so much better. They like, could have so much better. They could have done She Hulk practical effect wise for majority of it. Yeah. They all they had to do was make the desk bigger, make the chair that the assistant in is smaller, make her look like she's sitting lower. Yeah. Like, well, even just I uh, my your example is Peter Jackson. My example was Elf. Call John Favreau. John yeah. Favreau's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He is yeah. in stuff and he directs stuff. And he made Will Ferrell and those elves look like a giant man and little bitty elves. Yep. That was all practical effects. Yeah. Like you could have called him. He's he's on your in your Rolodex for heaven's sakes. Yeah, I mean he's working on Mandalorian and stuff, but I'm sure he could have gave you some advice on what to do. I also just feel like so I got- I, I feel like breaking the fourth wall is cool, but I felt like half the show she talked to us and it was like too much for me. It it was too much because it, it was just talking about oh we shouldn't do this should we do this guys I don't like where the storyline's going let's do this instead and I'm like that just fell a little flat for me after a while you know it, it's interesting because i i love deadpool and you don't but deadpool doesn't break the fourth wall as much as she Hulk no did. he does a little pocket and i will say i'm not deadpool's not my favorite character but his fourth wall breaking is fantastic and it's it's where it should be and it's sprinkled in and it makes sense her it was like <laughs> she was trying to it was like they were trying to make her make the movie make the show as she goes yeah. Like, what do, what do you guys want to see for this episode? Like, are we really doing this? Like, okay, it was funny once, but like... Yeah, after a while, it lost its luster. Yeah. Um, in regards to Miss Marvel, I... I, ver- I liked Miss Marvel so much more after watching She-Hulk. And I, I'll let you go, sorry. I very much enjoyed Miss Marvel. I, I enjoyed Miss Marvel because of the family dynamic. Yeah. The family dynamic for me as a white male in yep. America, I do not know what it is like for folks from India to be here in the United States. Yeah. I don't know what Muslim they're... Muslim and... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand their point of view because I've never lived it. And I felt like I was a fly on the wall of a family, a Muslim family in America from India yep. that are absolutely like just doing their best to be and and take care of themselves and their family. And it was well done oh, and not so stereotypical good. at all. Yes. They were not like, it was just well done. And I actually think we might've talked about Miss Marvel. I, I don't Maybe. recall, but I can't help but springboard to that after watching She-Hulk and just being like, if She-Hulk could have just had half of like the genuine sincerity female empowerment heart that Miss Marvel had, it could have been so much better. Yeah. And going back to Tatiana, like she was in a show called Orphan Black. It yes. was on uh, BBC, I believe. It's now on Amazon. You can watch the oh, whole is thing it on now? Prime. Okay. Because yeah. I actually started watching it. I went to England once um, with an ex and we were uh, at his sister's staying there. And, you know, you've got some downtime. And we started watching Orphan Black on Netflix. And when we, we just watched a couple episodes. And we came back home and wanted to watch it. And I realized it was just the UK Netflix. Yeah. And we didn't have it. So we had to, like, find it somewhere else. But it's a great show. Like, Tatiana Maslany plays on normally about – it's about clones. Yeah. So she plays about four versions of herself on average consistently – and then there's other versions as well. And she does such a good job that when I watch TV, I always go to IMDb to see what they've been in. So her name, her main clone was Sarah. Yep. 
And then there was one called Allison. And I remember thinking to myself, I wonder what Allison's been in before. I'm going to look her up. And then I was like, wow, you're an idiot. It's Tatiana Maslany. So whatever Sarah's been in before, Allison has been in. It was she literally a scene with three of her clones, and they are so different from one another. Yeah, I was you blown away. don't even know. You, you, forget. you forget. You forget it's the same Like, actress. that's the level of acting they had for She-Hulk, and, like... Like she was just so great in Orphan Black, so great. That that's about a genetic ex, genetic experiment uh, experiment making clones. Yep. So it's definitely sci-fi. Yep. It's definitely worth watching. I'd say about five seasons, and it's sort of about what happens when one of the clones realizes there's other clones and who is the main one and getting to the bottom of the conspiracy of all of this because they don't know their clones. Yeah, it's and man. I, Wow, there the cast around her was very good. Yep, uh, Maria Doyle Kennedy. Yep, pl- uh, fantastic yep. actress. She plays like her foster mom. Yeah, like surrogate mom or something like that. Like it, it is, it is a show. Uh, man, I, I enjoyed that ride. I tried to make it last longer and try yeah. not to try not to binge it because I was like, man, there's so much to unpack from every episode. Um, and once again. Tatiana is is yeah. one of those actresses that is extremely underrated. Like I feel like, oh, Helena was one of my favorite characters. I love that actress. Oh yeah, that ac- actress is Tatiana, but she was so different as Helena that you could put Helena and Sarah next to each other, and you would not. You literally, if you didn't know, you might not know they're the same person. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking now. So she played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12 13 overall and over the course of the show she played 13 there was about four characters four like ones that stayed sarah allison helena and cosima yeah were probably cosima they were like the four main her she had her brother felix oh he he, was great oh he was fantastic yeah so yeah i mean it's a great show i highly recommend if you like if you like some um sci-fi if you like like sort of like a mystery thriller sci-fi i would highly recommend orphan black yeah if you don't if you don't mind a little uh um uh a lot of science being involved yeah in, and chemistry yeah. And, and human genome that sort of yeah. stuff if you, if you don't mind the science of that kind of stuff then man this is this is a fantastic show yeah it's yeah. really cool i mean there's some things that you're like oh, okay this is a bit much but and but, to- but when i saw that she was cast as she hulk i was like yeah yep. this will be great and then it's like she she Hulk was a good show, but it but it wasn't what it could have been. Exactly, agreed. The cameos that they had in there were fantastic. Uh, it's probably the most connected show to the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe outside of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it it had some good comedy. She had some good funny lines, and like there was some yeah. stuff like that. But I just feel like it tried too hard and it fell flat. Yeah, it it yeah. But to round out, we've got a couple <laughs> minutes left to round out that real female empowerment. Stephen had me watch a little-known movie for the first time called Showgirls. I found out recently that Jess had never seen Showgirls, and there there's certain movies in this in the world in which you watch because they are so horrifically bad that it's funny. And this was it. Oh my gosh! From the first scene. Yeah. The first dialogue scene, I was like, this is horrible. Oh, it's just horrible. Oh. I mean, oh, poor Elizabeth Berkeley. Like she thought something was going to happen and she was wrong. Well, no, something was going to happen. She lost her career. Well, yeah. <laughs> her career pretty much took a nosedive almost immediately. Uh, I read that she she fired her uh, uh, her publishing or her company that that hires her for jobs. I don't know what that's called. Sorry, I don't know. Agent? Yeah, she fired her agent. Because they made her do, let her do that? Literally within a week, fired her agent and got new agents. Like, I don't blame her. I would have done it too. But like, my gosh. Uh, man. The acting is horrible. The costumes are horrible. The names are horrible. There's the whole scene about Versace, Versace, she calls it, Versace or something. Oh, uh, no. To she make got... her seem like, you oh, know. What did she call it? Um, I don't know. It was just horrible. The movie yeah. was horrible. The casting was horrible. Like, there's a line like Versace. Um, yeah. That's what she called it. Versace. Kyle McLaughlin's in it, and he said he refused to do press. Yeah, he said he watched the premiere, and he was sitting there like, 
oh my gosh, this is so bad. How is this so bad? How did everyone, because you know, as a, you don't see the finished product, you're acting in scenes. And to be honest, like he wasn't horrible. It's just everything was so horrible. And he's like, I I am so embarrassed by this movie. Yeah. Like he refused to do any press for it. Um, He's like, uh, quote, I sat there and suffered for the whole two hours. As did I. Oh my gosh. What a line to come from your main star. It was just, and then, and then not only is it bad and so cheesy and bad, there is a level of gratuitous violence that came out of nowhere. Yeah. That I was literally like, oh my God, I wish I had never seen that. And I was so unexpected Yep. It came literally out of nowhere, this like vicious attack. And I'm like, what is this movie? Yeah. Yeah. It was. And can I also say, Elizabeth Berkeley, not great at the dancing, no. <laughs> which is the important part. Very herky jerky like motions. Like she looks angry all the time, like she's in a fight scene. Yeah. It, yeah. It looked, it, it, it was rough. I mean, I'm late to the game, so I don't want to pile on more on her. You know, she I tried mean, something, it just didn't work. Yeah. It's from uh, 1995. Um, it swept the 16th annual Razzies. Oh, you know that's good. Yeah, that's a man. That's just bad. That is the worst sweeping the Razzies. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I recommend watching it just for the hilarity of it. Yeah, it and is just be ready for some gratuitous violence. There's gratuitous violence. There is nudity. I mean, it's called Obviously. Showgirls. They're in Vegas, so there's yeah, there's a quite a bit of nudity. I mean, everything you see. So yeah, you see everything at some point because uh, it's, it's rated in. Gina Gershon's in it. Oh my god, horrific! It's just horrific. It's uh, it's 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 rated NC seventeen, so oh. it, it's it's up there. Uh, but man. Uh, it will haunt me for the rest of my days. It, Man, but as soon as I found out Jess had not seen it, I was like, oh, this is going to be one of our Sunday night movie night picks. I bought it for f- like four bucks on yeah. Amazon. So it's not streaming anywhere. No, we own the DVD of Showgirls <laughs> so that I could watch it. This is what my life is. On that note. Oh, my gosh. On that note, I'm going to end it. Yeah. Go women. <laughs> thank you all for listening as always facebook instagram twitter we love your feedback please keep it coming thank you to all of our new followers we got some more new followers this week so thank you for that yep um you can find us on any platform like share subscribe leave reviews we love it yeah thank be you sure all. And hit that subscribe button yes thank you all and one final thing we'll be reviewing in a couple weeks is tay tay's new album midnights we yeah. just started listening to that so as you know we like a little Taylor Swift. So yeah. we're going to give you a review on that in a couple weeks. Yep, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, just got it. So we got to listen to it a little yeah. bit more and sink it in. Because uh, I got the extended version. It's like 20 songs. So that's yes. a lot to soak in. Yes, so exactly. we'll get to that, though. Yep. But yeah, I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all. Talking, talking, all talking. Right. It's amateur talking, hour talking. over yep. here. Yep, got it now. It's it's amateur hour. No one knows what they're ha! doing. Why do people always say second? There's no T in second. 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 One second. Yeah. yeah. Yell loud. Ah! Try it again. Try it again. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha.